I think that uh, the importance uh, about leadership in general is to, one thing is, of course, to understand what you uh, deliver to customers uh, and get the right people in. And uh, right people is people who um, are able to to uh, to develop this uh, this product. So be innovative. That's for me uh, very important. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. 20 Minute Leaders is a proud supporter of Make-A-Wish Israel and Tech2Peace and is in proud collaboration with Secret Chord Ventures, J Ventures, Riverside FM, Fusion VC, Birthright Excel, J Impact, Leap, Google for Startups, and Hippo. And in media partnership with C-Tech. Hello and welcome to 20 Minute Leaders, another amazing episode with Wilco Vischer, the CEO at Value Blue, a company behind the SaaS platform Blue Dolphin, an enterprise architecture tool for agile business transformation. Prior to starting the company in 2011, Wilco spent time as a senior executive across both self-started organizations and private corporations with thousands of employees. A strong believer in the promises of digital transformation, Wilco is excited about the innovation Blue Dolphin is enabling for organizations across the globe. Wilco Fisher, welcome to 20 Minute Leaders all the way from New York. How are you? Very good. It's a uh, bright and fantastic day today. Definitely looks that way. Uh, very jealous of you. Um, thank you again for being here. Uh, Wilker, the CEO of Valiant Blue, um, company that's behind the SaaS product, uh, Blue Dolphin, looking at uh, agile business transformation. Generally, something that's not very intuitive. And I'm really curious to hear about how SaaS makes it better and how you're doing it at scale through Value Blue, as well as sort of where, where this whole company came from for you and what this represents in your own journey and you as an entrepreneur and leadership style. So a lot, a lot for us to uncover in 20 short but meaningful minutes and starting your journey all the way back from, from the Netherlands. So Wilco, tell me a little bit about your own journey leading up to uh, Value Blue. Well, I started this company in 2011. Before that, I was uh, a manager at a large company, uh, it's called Atos in, the, in Europe. They have around 120,000 uh, employees, and I was responsible for parts with around 12, 1,300 uh, employees. Wow. And before that, uh, I had my own company also. So I have uh, started a few companies. I sold that to an Austrian company in 2005. That's a long time ago. And I must say, uh, after that I sold it, I had to work there for two more years and, uh, mm-hmm. and it was really going fantastic. So every month the figures were better than expected. And then we had to go to Vienna to, uh, to report. And these were really fun trips because, and the results were, were better. So everybody was happy. And Vienna is a fantastic uh, city to be once a month. So, but after that, I went working for Atos, which is a big company. There I saw the power of enterprise architecture. I didn't know that very well. And business process management. And then I thought after three years, I thought I'm going to start my company on that area. And enterprise architecture is about understanding how your business is structured, your business processes, how the people work together and interact with the customers and how you can improve that with IT and with data. And I was sure 
then in 2011, that understanding the business and everything on IT that the company has would be more important 10 years later than it was at that moment. Mm. And now 10 years later, uh, it's really true. You see that it's now much more uh, like digital transformation is all over the place. Everybody's talking about it. That was not the case 10 years ago. Uh, but still, I believe that in 10 years further, in 2030, it will be even more important than you will have artificial intelligence and all kinds of process automation that you already have, of course. Everybody is used to buy uh, stuff uh, online and uh, only the, 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 um, uh, the customer journeys, they call it. Eh? So if you buy something from Amazon, you choose something and then you select and you pay and they process and then... You get a, the product at home. That is a customer journey. And what we are now used to, that these customer journeys are completely automated and really working uh, without any problems. But 10 years ago, it was hardly possible to uh, to order anything uh, online. So you see how fast it goes. And I think that, that enterprise architecture, digital transformation, business process management, these are the central elements in, in, uh, in these uh, developments, in these trends. And, and that's so, what we do. Yeah, how, how do you actually do that through a SaaS product? How does that even work? Yeah, what we the focus uh, we have is on very large organizations. So we, we focus on uh, companies like uh, Wakefern Food Corporation with 70,000 uh, employees or Hope Medical Group of Rite Aid is a pharmaceutical uh, company, these kinds of companies. And not only in the United States, but also in uh, in uh, Europe. We have a lot of these big com- uh, companies. And what you see is they have a lot of information in different systems. And we upload this information in our system. And our system, you can see, there's a kind of collaboration platform for everyone in an organization who is uh, involved in, in uh, digital transformation or in innovation, you can say. And these are a lot of people. These are not only enterprise architects or other architects, but also application owners or business managers or C-level who want to understand how are my corporate objectives being uh, realized through all kinds of initiatives and projects. Well, then you have the current situation and all kinds of projects and initiatives to change things, to innovate. And it can be hundreds of initiatives uh, simultaneously in a large organization. And what our tool uh, does is visualizing uh, what's the current situation, what's the the desired situation per project or initiative, mm-hmm. but also what are all the different projects and initiatives and and how are they uh, influencing each other? What are relations and dependencies? You can uh, show that and visualize that in our system. And so at an, uh, the strategic level, the C-level can see what's happening and how are we proceeding in realizing our corporate objectives. Uh, on technical level, you can do a portfolio management, so make the environment, the total environment simpler and see how things are going. And operational, every individual project, the people in such a project know what is the current situation, what do we need to do and how do we need to do it, like a design or... or a design for building and, and, and uh, for uh, erecting a building, for, for example. This one moment, sorry. No worries. So that's uh, actually what we, what we do. So with different business leaders and executives, different organizations that are adopting and integrating this system, what, what 
what is sort of their perspective as they are integrating it? When, as you're sort of from the market perspective, how is the market perceiving you as yes. they're integrating this product? Well, what we uh, do is that we, we position our product. Uh, with our products, you can do quite a lot of different use cases. So you can uh, simplify the application landscape, or you can f- simplify the business processes, or you can define a customer journey, like I just explained. There are a lot of different things that you can do with it. What we, what we normally do together with the customer is define where is the biggest problem. And then you start with one or two use cases and make that uh, happen and, and create value. And from there, we help the customers. We call that customer success management. So the customer uh, and, and consultant is assigned to a customer. And, uh, and he helps the customer to gradually expand the scope. So from, from an, a narrow scope where you define and create value and, and results. Uh, you can step by step expand the scope and uh, and make the product more and more strategic within an organization. But you're right; it's not possible for an organization, and certainly when they don't have the experience with other tools, in one step to uh, to fully implement this on all uh, levels. It's not possible. You have to to do it gradually. So, what do you find? Wh- yeah. Where do you find to be the low hanging fruit? for the common organization? What's been sort of a common thread that's been providing some immediate value in your eyes? That's a good question. Uh, What you see is that uh, most companies don't have a good insight in their current IT landscape and how that IT landscape, and talking about applications and data, uh, how that really supports the business processes and, and the business and the interaction with the customer. That is not uh, clearly uh, documented. So the first thing what we do is, and, and the reason why it's not clear is because this information is in all kinds of different systems that are not connected to each other. What we do is we uh, get this information from all these systems uh, out of it and import it in our system. And then immediately you get a lot of extra insights just by combining the information that's now scattered in, in uh, different uh, sources. And then we also we can see what information do we have and what do we miss. And then we can focus on getting the, the uh, important information that we miss. And from there, we can see, uh, well, what are the biggest problems in your, uh, in your uh, for example, IT landscape or in your business proce- processes? Uh, where can we uh, reduce the number of applications and, and reduce cost? Or where, where can we optimize certain uh, things? So the first step is always getting the picture right. And from there, looking for the low in your fruits to create value. And mm-hmm. after that, it's much more uh, towards planning, strategy, defining a strategy and innovation. But it, innovation is mostly not the first step. The first step is just getting the picture of the current mm. situation. Interesting. It really gives a lot of value if you don't have it, if you didn't have it before. Right. No, no, for sure. Tell me a little bit about your own leadership style or leadership journey. You've had quite a bit of experience as a leader in different organizations. Yeah. What, 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 what have you been converging on your own leadership style? Well, I think that uh, the importance uh, about leadership in general is to, one thing is, of course, to understand what you uh, deliver to customers. 
uh, and get the right people in. Uh, right people is people who um, are able to to uh, to develop this uh, this product. So be innovative. That's for me uh, very important. And on different areas in the organization, have the knowledge and have done it before. So we are growing quite fast because um, we have and uh, we have venture capital backed. And uh, for example, this year we doubled in uh, in the number of employees. Wow. So what we need is on the different parts in the organizations, people with um, managed organizations that are two or three or four times as big as us. So they have done it before. And that's important. And then for me, very important is to create a team and to create a mutual goal and also to trust people. Of course, I uh, they need to deliver. You have to have results. So I'm very results driven. But I'm not interfering with every detail. If you have the right people, they must uh, they must uh, be able to have the freedom to uh, to act and and to collaborate with the others. And well, I think that's that's really important. And another thing was for me uh, important. Uh, there are two things that are crucial for me. One is that we want to be a company for customers that is nice to do business with, and you can. Um, translated all kinds of things. It has to do with how you interact, how you do uh, selling, and not in an aggressive way, but uh, we want to sell something that the customer really has benefit from. But also, uh, the product must create value because if it doesn't create value, then the customers don't like doing business with us. And the same is for uh, for employees. So we also want to be a company where people really like to to work. And uh, and that means that uh, that's that yeah you must have the feeling that is nice to have the colleagues that you work with, and that is that there is a challenging uh, goal in the organization itself, yeah, so that we do special. We we are now a company worldwide, and not only in the US but also in Europe and also in Asia. We have large customers with the biggest customers have more than hundred thousand employees, and we started small in the Netherlands. So all the the employees really have the feeling that we are uh, we are riding an incredible journey and we are realizing things that that nobody thought would be possible a few years ago and that's really nice to uh, be part of. So how do you, as you're growing uh, so dramatically and you're expanding and you're growing not just the team but the product and your customer base, how do you how do you define success? for for blue dolphin and and value yeah. blue in general how do you know that you're on the right track of of creating value is, it, is there a way to actually measure it to be data driven about it is it more from feedback from customers and seeing their use cases what's been sort of your your north star on this we we um, are very data driven in every aspect both in the product itself but also in the sales and marketing but in a very important uh, data points uh, reflecting the customer uh, satisfaction is the churn. So our churn has been in the in all the years before below five uh, percent, and churn means the number of customers that uh, mm-hmm. stop using the product. So uh, and the the average in the markets in our market is around fifteen percent. So f- below five percent is really low, and that means that customers that this, the, that figure in itself means already that customers are satisfied. Apart from that, for example, we had our, we call it Transform 2022 this year. That's our big event for both customers and uh, and potential customers. 
And what you saw there was that 70% of our customers joined. So they have a really uh, high level of commitment. And we have a lot of reference customers who like to tell potential customers how uh, satisfied they are. And also we have uh, per, per half year a review and, and uh, both a quantitative and a qualitative uh, uh, interview with every customer to ask them how they uh, feel about the product, uh, what is the, the result and the benefit they get from it, and what are the uh, wishes they have. And we do that every year for every customer. And there we can see all kinds of trends. So what we see is that the trend is in a good direction. And that's, that's good for now. But it's very important to keep on measuring that. It's, it's quite a lot of work to do it. But I think it's, the, 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 of course, we have a vision where we want to be. But the vision must align with what the customers who are using the product, how they think. And we pay a lot of attention uh, to that. Interesting. And so tell me a little bit about the founding story of this. You're, you know, you mentioned a little bit about your previous experiences, a little bit about where this idea came from. What was the start of this journey like for you as an entrepreneur? Yeah, I started the company as a consultancy company. And uh, I called it uh, uh, Value Blue. Uh, value is value, and blue stands for innovation for me. So that mm. was the, the background. And uh, well, we've read the services on the area of enterprise architecture and business process management. And you need tools to visualize that. If you describe with words an enterprise architecture or a, a, an IT landscape, nobody will, will be able to read it. It's not nice to do that. But when you make a picture, it's very easy. And you see it right away. That's much more interesting also. And what we saw was that the tools in the market that were available were so complex that only the, the enterprise architects would work with that, who, who work with it every day. But for us, it should be a an, an platform. The enterprise architect is the architect, but he's doing nothing. Like the hmm. architect of a building, he's not directing the building itself. So you need all the people who are involved in innovation to be able to work with a tool like that also. And that's what we decided to make a tool what, that was a true collaboration tool for everyone in the organization involved in change and innovation. Uh, so that was the idea. And then we had to define a name. And it should be something collaborative, of course. So, and it should also have uh, some relation with Value Blue. So when we were thinking about the name, someone said uh, Blue Shark. Everyone said, no, no, that's not a good name. But then there was someone, someone he said Blue Dolphin. And everyone said, well, that's fantastic because a dolphin is a sympathetic, collaborative, intelligent animal. So, and the, the nice thing is that wherever we go, when we say the name uh, Blue Dolphin, nobody forgets it. It's a really appealing name. Yeah. So it's a very good name. I love it. And the reason for creating, for choosing a different name versus the company name, um, that, yeah. that in, in, it, it increases the complexity, but I'm sure there's an upside as well. So what, what was the consideration there? Well, I must be honest. And uh, we didn't consider that so well at that moment. We just thought we need a name for the product. And you're right, it gives some extra complexity. So if you look at the Gardner Messe Quadrant, where we are already for four years uh, mentioned, then they call us Failure Blue and not Blue Dolphin because then they call, they name the, the, the company name. So we, we really didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> we, 
where we thought about a name and and we have been uh, thinking about uh, using the, the the company name instead of the product. But well, letting go Blue Dolphin as a name is is uh, still too difficult for us. So we yeah. we cannot do that yet. Well, I guess it must mean that it's a good name then. Uh, I think and so. uh, I think so. and Wilco, I really want to appreciate and thank you for your time. This is, it sounds like a great journey. It sounds like a really great insights that can help as a, serve as a platform um, for leaders around the world. So thank you for for the time and the energy and the thoughtfulness. And I really look forward to sharing this episode with friends and family. So thank you very very much and best of luck with Value Blue and Blue Dolphin and with your own journey. Thank you, Michael. Thank you very much for this uh, conversation. Thank you very, very much.